Yeah. Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Debate with Sam and Tate, brought to you by DrRoto.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. This episode is brought to you by WinView Games, the nation's sports prediction leader and home for pregame and live prop contests. You can play against your league mates, you can play against your family, or you can go ahead and play against your co-host. And finally, settle, settle the debate on who knows their stuff the best. This week on Thursday Night Football, we have the Broncos versus the Cleveland Browns. Very excited for this matchup. Go ahead and head over to winview.tv slash doc and get up to $100 match. $100. Isn't that crazy? I love it. Match your first deposit when you go ahead and sign up. They have so many fun prop bets and the setup is fantastic. So please go ahead and head over to winview.tv slash doc. Again, $100 to match your first deposit. Derek, how are you on Bimageddon week? That is what it is going down in the news for. I don't want to call it that. That's what people are calling it. That's what the kids are calling it. These uh, days. I'm not. No, 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 no. You came up with that and then you stepped off of it. You decided to go. Ahead I didn't come up with it. it. It's literally written into like three articles I've seen so far on different platforms. It's by Look, You have to be able to fully commit to something when you go for it. Like, Don't talk to me about uh, commitment. <laughs> I know you have commitment issues. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> like when I decided to go ahead and, you know, fully do a you know, WWE rock promo from 1999 at a karaoke bar, I had to fully commit to the character. I could not sit there and break it at any one point. Otherwise, it would have been completely lost. I would have been booed and probably kicked out of the bar. So instead, people bought me drinks and we're saying, if you smell what the rock is cooking for the rest of the night. Boom! Anyway. Back to football. We have six teams on a bye. (laughs) The Bills are on a bye. Cowboys, Vikings, Steelers, Chargers, Jags. There's, There's a lot of... Really good players that are on a bye this week. But not only that, there's a lot of players that are injured that we will go through as well. I mean, I'm looking at my lineups in multiple leagues and I'm just like, I guess I just take the loss. Like, there's just there's just too many players that are gone and I'm not going to drop half of my team just so that I can get a starting roster this week. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Um... I'm sure everybody that's playing fantasy football, in particular anybody that loves it and probably has more than one team, is dealing with some sort of horror story as far as who's unavailable this week. Um, so we have to be able to decipher it, though, right? And we in do. particular, let's let's kind of start with the situation with the Cleveland Browns. Yep. We, no Baker Mayfield. Nope. It is well, Case Keenum week. Case Keenum both running backs. Both running backs, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, are both out with calf yep. injuries they both have calf injuries Twinning. what's going on i thought is it is the calf the new hamstring or something i gotta hope not <laughs> although I, I would rather just have no injuries this is ridiculous no there's there's so many players that are out on both sides of the ball too defensively they have a lot of players that are out uh malcolm smith is out joke yes favorite one that you have there mac wilson is also out I, I'm not going to butcher that name right now. I will not do that to that man. I, don't, I would feel terrible doing it. Um, but Teddy Bridgewater on the other side of the ball in this matchup is also listed as questionable, probably a game-done decision. So it could be a Drew Locke versus Case Keenum night for Thursday Night Football. <laughs> Let that sink in for a second. And uh, <laughs> they've also got multiple players that are injured on defense as well. Aaron Patrick, Bar- Baron Browning. 
uh, just it's just bad. It's a bad it's, week. It is kind of bad. Um, but so how do you take advantage of this, right? Yes. So how do you take advantage of this matchup? We're looking at Darius Johnson and Demetric Felton as mm-hmm. probably the two backs for Cleveland that are going to see a significant bump in snaps, touches, etc. Um, I think they're both worth a start. I really do. Uh, a spot start in, in particular with six teams on a bye this week and in a host of other injuries. I really do believe that they're flex worthy. Um, yeah. Do I can I predict who's going to see more work? If I if I was a betting man, I'd go with Dearness Johnson. Um, yeah. But Felton, I thought that Felton has shown some things um, as far as some big play capabilities, in particular in the passing game. Is it within the realm of possibility that Case Keenum comes into the game tonight and and looks to check it down to Demetric Felton? Possible. So I think both will have a role, and I'm I'm comfortable. Uh, rolling both out in in deeper leagues, yeah. but yeah, not not ideal to say the very least. No, definitely not ideal. But again, so many teams on a buy, so many injuries. If you just need a person who's starting at the position, at least you know body. that they're a warm body that you know is going to start and likely get touches. I like both of them as well. And then in terms of wide receivers, they're hurt there too. Obviously, Jarvis Landry is still out. Odell Beckham is still questionable for tonight. Donovan Peoples-Jones is the wide receiver to start tonight. He is the guy. I mean, he did well last week too. He did. He had, he had two touchdowns over 100 yards passing. Uh, it's just he only he did all that on five targets, four catches. So, right. I mean, and then you're looking on the other side for the Denver Broncos. Uh, you were talking about you know unsung heroes or spot starts. I mean, how about Tim Patrick? Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick continues to do his thing. Now, granted, one thing you want to keep an eye on, um, which I'm not sure if there's been an official uh, ruling made yet, but Jerry Judy uh, could certainly he's eligible to come off of injured reserve um but it's looking like he's probably not going to be available so I, i'm comfortable rolling out tim patrick for yet another week yes. um and even if it is drew lock under center i'm still going to have confidence uh in someone like Cort- Cortland sutton so absolutely i mean i think at the very least they're they're going to be able to get open on this against this defense that again it has a lot of holes in it this week just with dealings with so many injuries so i do like i like Cortland sutton this week and i like tim patrick this week in this matchup as well yeah and I, i'm i do believe that there's an opportunity to potentially do some damage for odell beckham jr i'm i'm really interested to see you know given you know that odell's a go tonight um to see if him and Case Keenum clicked better than him and Baker Mayfield. Um, yeah, that would be nice to know. It would be nice to see some sort of connection. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and suggest that Baker's been playing, you know, super poorly or anything like no. that. I mean, he's also been battling through a torn labrum on his non-throwing shoulder, but that's still. You can't say that that doesn't have an effect, right? I mean, no, it does, and I mean. As someone that knows people that have dealt with torn labrums, you can have you have labrums in your shoulders and in your hips, and they're something that is something you can move through. But it is a big pain management situation, and it the best situation is to go and have the surgery. But if it's on his non-throwing shoulder, I could see Baker toughing it through the rest of the season. But it is going to be a tough, tough sledding for him going forward. 
Could it affect your throwing motion? Can it affect little things like pinpoint yeah. accuracy? Certainly it can. So, yeah. um, but we're not going to see Baker. Hopefully Baker is going to, you know, uh, see his shoulder progress with a week, week off. So I think that, I think the Browns are probably making the right decision tonight. It's really two teams that started off pretty, pretty hot to start the year. I mean, I think the Broncos won their first three games. They've lost their last three. Now the Browns started off three and one after losing to Kansas city in week number one. And yep. now they've lost their last two games. So this is really kind of a crossroads game for both teams. Uh, even though I'm kind of interested tonight, I'm also kind of like, well, I don't really have a lot of fantasy skin in the game because everybody's hurt. <laughs> everybody's hurt. And it's, yeah. I mean, it just sucks because we've had such good Thursday night games and this is not shaping up to be, you know, the nail biter that the rest of them have been. I mean, there's been a lot of great primetime games this Who year. Who knows? Maybe. maybe this is going to be like one of the best Thursday night games and we're all just poo-pooing it for no reason at all. I mean, speaking of primetime games, I mean, primetime performers. I, I don't know if that's a segment. I think I stole that from NFL primetime. But anyway, um, Derrick Henry and the Monday Henry. Night Football battle between the Titans and the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen slipping on a fourth and inches uh, quarterback sneak. Uh, Derrick Henry, is it safe to say that he's easily the best running back in, in the National Football League? Easily. If you're drafting today. There isn't a person that you could – I mean, maybe there's some people that would make arguments for other running backs, but I, I feel like they'd be few and far between to say that they wouldn't take Derrick Henry number one overall. Every year I've wanted to – because I play in so many PPR leagues, right? Yeah. So we, we both do. We and play in a lot of leagues, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to overlook him or maybe not put him at the top of the list just strictly because he doesn't catch passes. Like that's not his game. Like traditionally, yeah. I don't think he has a season yet where he's caught more than 25 passes in a season. Like that, that's just not Derrick Henry's strength. No. Uh, he's capable, but it's just not his strength. You're not having him run angle routes and stuff like that. No. Um, he is a throwback breed of a running back that you just hand the football to and he wears you down. But Human beings that big should not be able to move that fast. Like it's terrifying. It's he's a runaway train. He is. You no, know, he's a he's a fridge with 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 amazing legs. Like he literally will just pummel people and the way that he extends the play as well. I mean, you saw players bounce off of him last week just like Dure, who's a defensive tackle and weighs over 300 pounds. He ran through him on his way to the end zone. Yeah. Feel bad. Gosh, the bruises after playing against Derrick Henry must be brutal. He runs through 300-pound defensive linemen, and he outruns cornerbacks. Like, yeah. at 250 pounds. It, uh, he, he's something special. And, um, you know, if you ever wondered who was going to kind of take the mantle of maybe the best running back of his generation, I certainly think he's making one hell of a case right now. I mean, it, he, it's entirely possible that he is going to have the all-time rushing record for a single season. I mean, granted, it's an extended season, you know, because everybody else has been playing prior on 16 games per season. You know, now there's an extra regular season game, so obviously an extra game worth of touches. I think he will probably get the record this year. It's just – but the, the run that he's put together after running for 2,000 yards last year um, – I think he's running his way into Canton, Ohio uh, at the end of his – when he decides to hang it up. 
Absolutely. No, I completely agree. Let's stay with the Titans and stay with the game and their matchup this week just to cover sure. a couple more players. I mean, the Titans are also dealing with both their receivers still banged up. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones are still listed as questionable. I think I'm a little bit more worried about Julio getting started just because he's been dealing with an injury a bit longer, I feel. Um, and his hamstring, man, last year it was a problem too. So for me, I'm a little bit more hesitant on him. He did not practice at all yesterday. And hopefully A.J. Brown can get it going because I do like a receiver in this game because the Chiefs are not that efficient at defending against the pass. Well, you say that until we saw what they did last week against Taylor Heineke and Terry McLaurin. Uh, I actually thought that the Chiefs defense showed some signs of life and signs you know, of life, but not they blanked the Washington football team in the yeah, second half. But it's so, the Washington football team. So I feel like <laughs> I'm just I, look I'm not, again, I'm not trying to, you know, sit here and say that the Kansas City Chiefs are a juggernaut on the defensive side of the football. I'm just no. simply suggesting that um, that they could provide a little bit more resistance than anticipated. But I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. I think Vegas has it the same way. I think the, the uh, over-under line has been put at like 56 points or something. That's that's high for an NFL game. Definitely. But, I mean, I think if, if both those receivers are out, that's going to look pretty bleak. And then maybe you've got Anthony Ferkser. That's a good pass catcher that you could throw in there. I mean, it's not like they're – they're not a team that is throwing the ball as much as others where you're looking right. at, oh, well, of these three wide receivers, any of them could be the guy this week. It doesn't typically happen with with the Titans. So if anything, I'm a little bit wary of who to get the start here. But again, on a week that's got so many buys and so many players hurt, you're looking for anyone that's going to be starting. So it's definitely a situation to watch with those questionable receivers, but hopefully can find some signs of life. Um, going into well, the let's just say if a if AJ Brown or or Julio Jones aren't a go, yeah, I, I'm going Chester Rogers is the guy that I'll, okay. I'll roll out there in, in a in a pinch because we kind of got that you know answers to the test uh, a couple weeks ago when both Julio and AJ Brown were, were inactive. But I, th I think one of I mean AJ Brown played through a sickness this past week, so I think he's going to be available. And you know the Titans defense, I mean they did give up quite a few points to the to the Buffalo Bills on Monday Night Football, although they were able to come up with with stops here and there in big moments. But uh, make no mistake, I, I think that they're going to have a hard time, in particular on the back end. They're really banged up at corner, which mm -hmm. that's not what you want when you are about to face off against Patrick Mahomes and, and obviously Tyreek Hill and the rest of the uh, crew there for Kansas City. Who Tyreek Hill is listed as questionable. He was right. dealing with a quad injury last week and he was still able to suit up and still able to get a touchdown in 76 yards with nine catches last week so I think he's going to be fine if they're just keeping him out of practice just to keep him fresh for the game which is what I'm guessing they're doing there mm -hmm. but also Travis Kelsey's dealing with a neck injury neck injury and he's listed as questionable as well yeah I mean you look at the two two of the most dynamic pass catchers in the NFL and obviously one of the most transcendent talents we've ever seen a quarterback but this offense does look different, vastly different. If, you know, Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey are not 100% and with them both a little dinged up, you know, we'll see if this affects their offensive approach whatsoever. So. I mean, it, it could affect it, but we've seen Patrick Mahomes make every other receiver available and usable in terms of 
getting them open and available. I mean, so Byron Pringle had three for three last week. So he had eight and a half fantasy points. Demarcus Robinson had more targets. He had six targets with three catches and a touchdown last week. Nicole Hardman had four catches on five targets and 62 yards. So if for whatever reason, Sunday morning comes out that Tyreek Hill is out, that Travis Kelsey is out. All three of these receivers to me are startable and a flex position. Yeah, I, and I would, I personally, I would love to see Josh Gordon uh, get a little bit more involved. Sure, but, I mean, he did just arrive, so it's it's hard he to just understand. Just got off the plane. He's got to still unpack. <laughs> it's hard to see <laughs> exactly what his uh, his role is going to be. We saw him on the. It felt like we saw him more on the field uh, two weeks ago uh, than mm-hmm. we did uh, this past week. But we'll see if his role expands. In particular, if Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey are limited or out in any sort of capacity. So, Definitely. Uh, but on the back end, though, I, I think that whoever is going to be catching passes for Kansas City um, is going to have success because I, I just, you know, Jack Revett yeah. Jenkins, you know, Elijah yeah. Molden, you know, uh, Borders, their other corner. I, I'm just not really sold on any of these guys being being able to slow down the Kansas City Chiefs, even though they do have pretty good safety play there in, in Tennessee. Yeah, so there's definitely going to be a couple options for you guys there with the Chiefs in terms of players to reach reach deep down into to get into your lineup for again a week that is looking pretty bleak but let's talk about the Washington football team against the Packers this week because sure. I, I do like JD McKissick this week in terms of someone that is a deeper grab to throw into a lineup um he had eight eight rushing attempts and for 45 yards he had eight catches last week for 65 yards he had a, himself a good week last week against the Chiefs and I feel like given Terry McLaurin is questionable and Antonio Gibson are both questionable. McKissick, at least he gets used both in rushing and passing. So you have kind of a little bit of both with him. Definitely a player to look to if you're hurting in terms of this week. Yeah, I mean, one thing that's also worth noting, I particularly think that if Terry McLaurin's a go, that I I think Terry McLaurin has a pretty big week. Um, No Jair Alexander. He is on the injured reserve list for the Green Bay Packers. And the Packers actually have not been giving up a ton of yardage through the air so far this season. But then again, McLaurin feels like he's kind of due for a big game. Uh, But if McLaurin's not a go, then yeah, I think McKissick's going to see a ton of work. I'm I'm with you on that. I, I think McKissick will get his regardless. Uh, but he will see a bump in work if McLaurin is is unavailable. Um, and if if McLaurin's not a go, I would actually consider rolling out Diame Brown, uh, okay. the rookie out of North Carolina, uh, as kind of a spot start. I also like Ricky Seals-Jones a lot this week. I wrote about him in my Stock Wars okay. article this week. I feel like he's someone that until Logan Thomas returns and given – there's a lot of players that are beat up in this situation. I feel like he's someone that could have a steady floor, especially this week against the Packers when they're still going to be playing from behind. Um, and he did have success last week with Taylor Heineke. He had four catches on six targets for 58 yards and a touchdown. So at the very least, I feel like he's going to get the looks that you're going to need for the volume there. Yeah, it's I the Washington has played behind from behind in every single game so far this season. So, and I expect the same to be happening against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers because right now the Washington football team allows the most yards through the air of any team in the league on a per game basis. So, I expect Aaron Rodgers to have a nice week. Washington has 
No answer whatsoever for Devontae Adams. Uh, but I'm also okay with, you know, rolling out Alan Lazard. Like, I just expect Rodgers to have a, a, a market amount of success against that Washington secondary. Looking at the Packers side of the ball on this one, and knock on wood, luckily everyone's looking pretty okay over there. I don't want to speak too soon, but in terms of, you know, having to make a quick shift at different positions, everything everything looks okay. It, MVS just pulled his hamstring on his way to the on his way to the fridge. He's yeah. already on IR. He's already on IR. No, no, I'm <laughs> he's kidding. the only one that's on IR. But no, I'm looking at AJ Dillon in terms of someone that maybe could be maybe flex worthy in this matchup just because I feel like if they're going to get ahead early and maybe they're not going to be dishing it to Aaron Jones over and over again, AJ Dillon is getting a lot of rushing attempts and I get more run. Yeah. He's getting a lot more run. He had 11 attempts last week on 59 yards. Um, he's just, he's they're They're getting him more into the mix. They're trying to get that Jamal Williams situation back where, you know, they can give Aaron Jones a bit of a break. So I feel like AJ Dillon is someone that you could even flex this week in very deep leagues and see some a semi-decent floor. I mean, he didn't have an amazing week last week, but against the Bengals, he had 17.9 fantasy points there. And he even had just over 10 points against Pittsburgh the week before that. So I feel like he's someone that you could use in a pinch. No, I'm with you on that. Uh, AJ Dillon, it's it, it's encouraging, not well, not very encouraging for Aaron Jones shareholders, but uh, <laughs> it, he is somebody that I'm okay rolling out in a spot um, if you're really desperate in a deeper league. So yeah, no, I'm, I, I see where you're going with this. You know, the backup running backs in both scenarios for both teams. You know, JD McKissick, AJ Dillon, fire him in there. Let hey. You, you got to play to win the game. And if they're, if they have a heartbeat and you know, the <laughs> likelihood that they could see touches, they're getting a start this week. You cannot be shy on those things. You're um, making me think if you were a coach, Sam, that, you know, the only thing that the only criteria that you would have to put players out on the football field is, Hey, come here. And you put like two fingers on their neck just to make sure that they have a pulse. And then it's like, you know, coach Sam, get in there. It's fine. You good. You good. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got shoes on okay get in there like if they're they don't even need full pads if they're wearing shoes they're getting out there <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah that's that criteria hashtag hey. you know you know I, I, I don't even know what the hashtag with that i'll let you do that hashtag play to win the game I don't there know. we go <laughs> yeah hashtag we play to win the game hashtag do what you gotta do um i think another game that I'm kind of looking at in terms of a couple players I'd like to throw in as just in cases. I like Hunter Renfro this week against the Eagles. That matchup I like a lot. Um, Just in terms of volume usage, he's had a steady floor of targets, over five targets a game at very least this entire season. And I think his lowest yards he had was just this past weekend against Denver. And I like the Philadelphia matchup for him a lot more than that. So I think at the very least, at least double digit fantasy points for him in terms of 10 or more. When it comes to this individual matchup against Philadelphia, um, you know, they've actually been pretty good through the air. So I'm not 100% sure that I would want to roll out Hunter Renfro. I'm actually going to disagree with you on this one. Uh, That's fine. You're allowed to. I, I I mean, it's if you're in a deep league and Renfro working out of the slot, like, yeah, sure. I, I just, you know, I feel like there's other options that I feel a little bit better about. I know that the Eagles just gave up, uh, you know, quite a few yards and points to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, last week, but that's the Bucs. So, you know, 
the Bucs seem to put up yardage and points on pretty much everybody not named Bill Belichick in the New England Patriots defense. So, um, but Renfro has had a, a nice floor. So, yeah, if you're in a deep pinch or a pinch in a deep league, then, yeah, I mean, Renfro's okay. I just don't expect him to blow up this week. No, for sure. And I mean, I do like Henry Ruggs in terms of their receivers more, but he is listed as questionable and did not fully participate in practice this week. Um, so just an injury to keep an eye out for that. If he does sit out, I do like Renfro for that reason. Cool. Uh, so what are, I mean, what are we looking at? I mean, the Falcons are coming back. Um, you know, obviously if you have Cordero, Cordero Patterson is back to save my back. running backs. <laughs> Cordero Patterson is back. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting. This, he's really, I mean, we, we talked about him a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, and, uh, no, it's insane. The floor that he's had this past, just this season. It's ridiculous. This is not something that any one of us going into the year thought, you know, who's going to be probably finishing in top five running backs this season. Cordero Patterson. Everybody be like, is he in the league? Like, they'd be like, are you huffing glue? Like what's wrong with you? Like, no, but actually He's been fantastic outside of week one against the Eagles where he only had seven attempts with 54 yards. He's just blown it up and they've gotten him used in the passing game, which has almost made Mike Davis just completely non-usable. Just the way that they have him on used in every type of play, every type of scheme. Is it just, you know, he's just that fine wine that's finally aged right. And you can finally pop open the bottle of Cordero Patterson. Week in and week out this year? It's not this off. is his year? Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, you're talking about popping open a bottle uh, of, of Cordero Patterson that's been aged fine. You didn't even buy him as a running back when he came into the NFL. He was drafted in the first round as a wide receiver by the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. And it's not very often a player has their breakout party at the age of 30 at a different position than they originally played coming into the NFL. It's <laughs> This is not common, but when you look at the skill set and you look at how comfortable Cordero Patterson is not only catching the ball out of the backfield, which, Mm -hmm. again, that's kind of the prerequisite to being able to catch the damn football if you're coming into the NFL as a wide receiver. So we knew that he had those type of skills, but he looks pretty damn comfortable carrying the football between the tackles. It's not like they just throw him on toss sweeps or anything. Yeah. Patterson's a big boy who breaks tackles and is very dangerous through contact. Um, and the fact that the Falcons continue to find themselves kind of playing from behind and, you know, they're devoid of Julio Jones and Calvin mm-hmm. Ridley's also, you know, been out of the lineup. He stepped away for, for personal reasons. Um, I think he's back this week. I know he's back, but I'm just saying yeah. that he missed a game. It's all lended itself to Matt Ryan needs dependable options. And right now, he is clicking with Cordero Patterson. And, you know, I of course we're not supposed to see this coming. This is just, what? <laughs> no, but, you're just grateful if you manage to grab him off the waiver wire because I'd love to see. Please, you know, at me on Twitter, at Samantha Arholt, if you drafted him before the season started. This is way before any of this was known. If you drafted him, please at me with your receipts. I need to see this because I got him off waivers in multiple leagues and because I was just looking for a warm body. My running backs all got hurt so early this season. What? This is the this is the one year and we've talked about this strategy a lot Tate and you've always tried to convince me of it. This is the one year that's going to actually push me to go zero RB next season. I see I 
it really just depends on where you picked, though. I mean, I, I still, I mean, Dal, I mean, you're right, Dalvin Cook down, Christian McCaffrey down, down. like you know. So we're we're looking Ouch. at what probably the number one and number two picks in a, quite a few leagues, not every league, but quite a few. Yeah. Um, in there, it's just something that you, yeah, you're not supposed to see that type of stuff coming, and uh, you know, it's just proves that the running back position could be kind of volatile um, to invest in early, even though like you'd like how your team looks on draft day, Mm -hmm. but you know, it seems as if running backs are far more frequent to, to miss time than, than wide receivers or tight ends or anything like that, uh, that you're trying to build the core of your team around. So Definitely. Let's talk about one tight end before we move on to any of the last players that we have that we just love this week in their matchups. Kyle Pitts had a fantastic week against the Jets in London before the bye. Mm-hmm. He had a touchdown. He had nine catches on 10 targets and over 100 yards. He had 119 yards, which is finally kind of what we all hoped Kyle Pitts to have. But going building off of that, that game, going against Miami, do you like this matchup for him to – I mean – to meet somewhere near those numbers? Can people have the hope that Kyle Pitts is going to be what they hoped he would be? I think that you need to still temper your expectations. Um, Look, Pitts is all world talent wise. We know this, right? I mean, he's probably, I I think he's the best pass catching prospect at tight end that I've ever seen come out uh, of the NFL draft. Like he is that highly touted and for good reason. And it was on display when we last saw him back in what, what was it now week five? So I am encouraged to see that he can just flat out dominate and live up to his draft status and draft stock. That being said, it's still one of the toughest positions in the national football league. Is it possible, Sam, that that light bulb has went off and clicked? Yes. Um, and is Matt Ryan, but also Calvin Ridley didn't play in week five, right? So yeah. some of those targets probably filtered his way that maybe that kind of, you know, brings him back down to earth a little bit. I would just temper those expectations. But if you drafted him in like the fourth or fifth round because of his overwhelming potential, then you have to be encouraged. And of course, you're starting him this week. Yeah. No, definitely have to start him. And I do think that part of the reason why he had such an amazing week was because multiple players were out and didn't make the trip to London. Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage, for that matter, did not make the trip. Um, what I'm super excited about is Dallas Goddard with Zach Ertz now in Arizona. That's, all right. that's the tight end I'm super excited about. Um, I know that he didn't play last week because of COVID, um, mm-hmm. but that's the guy that I've been waiting since he came into the National Football League to to really have an opportunity to be the main tight end and not lose snaps, not lose targets. Goddard is the one that I really, really hope takes a significant step into that top five tight end stratosphere, because I've thought that he has that written all over him since he came into the national football league, as far as a pass catching prospect. And now it's just going to be very hard to predict because uh, Jalen Hurts continues to hurt my brain, pun intended, as far as his inconsistency um, across the board. But, yeah, I mean, certainly the opportunity now is going to be there for Dallas Goddard. Now, definitely 
definitely going to have the opportunities there. But I also like Zach Ertz with Arizona. I mean, they have so many weapons that they've been utilizing. But when Max, before Max William went down, he had some amazing games with Kyler Murray as well. They were, mm -hmm. he was getting to his tight end position quite frequently and often. So I feel like Zach is going to have a good floor for a tight end in a league where tight ends are, you know, outside of the top two, you know, to expect to like blow out every week. He's going to give you a decent floor. Well, uh, not immediately. I expect not immediately, it's gonna but it's, it's going to happen. Take a little time. I think it's going to take a little bit of time for him to get, you know, fully ingratiated into the I office. I like the matchup, though. They're against Houston. I'm not starting him this week. <laughs> I'm just. I, I mean, if you want to start deep, him this week. League, then... In a deep league with tight end premium. You I are mean, bold. I'll be bold. <laughs> you are bold, ma'am. I am not starting. I'll I am, be bold. I, I am not starting Zach Ertz this week. But if you do. I don't have him in any I, leagues. I can't I, be bold. Neither do I. <laughs> So neither of us are starting them, but you know, you go I ahead if you, when you're listening to this. If you want to start Zach Ertz this week, I'm Derek Tate to say exercise caution. Exercise caution. Let those demons get exercised for us to see a couple targets before you throw them in. I get it. I'm just saying, I don't think he's washed. I think that this is a good. Oh, he's definitely not washed. I definitely think this is a good fit for him to get fully utilized because they were going back and forth in, in Philadelphia way too much. Let's let them each have their one tight end and just move on with it. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll I'll say that if if we're putting money on who scores more fantasy points from this point on, Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard, I'm going Dallas Goddard. There's just okay. there's the reason being is Kyler Murray's a, a far better quarterback than Jalen Hurts, but he has far more options. He does uh, have a couple too many weapons, sure. So and, and as far as there in da or, uh, Philadelphia, I mean, outside of Devontae Smith. Jalen Hurts needs someone to throw the football to, and and that, I think Goddard's going to be a, a big part of that moving forward. All right. Any other players that you like this weekend or matchups that in particular that stand out to you? Um, I mean, I personally, if you have if you have Darrell Henderson, mm -hmm. I'm I'm super high on him this week against against Detroit. So um, definitely love that matchup. Fire him in, and if you're in a pinch at quarterback, I actually think Jameis Winston. Um, I don't like saying that, but I'm going <laughs> to – I'm saying Jameis Winston is a, a viable option uh, against the Seattle Seahawks, um, you know, just because the Seahawks' defense has still been giving up a lot of yards. I know that they've shown a little bit more signs of life recently, but um, make no mistake that they, they can definitely be had on the back end. And Winston coming off one of his best games uh, heading before prior to the bye week – um, I'm interested to see what Sean Payton can dial up uh, with an extra week to prepare against the Seahawks defense. So then you, would you also say you liked Marquez Callaway this week? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would also, I mean, Callaway, someone that certainly um, I would be intrigued to pair up on a bye week and with all the other injuries we kind of talked about. So Callaway, that Callaway Winston stack is one that I'm, that I'm, I'm good with. Okay, cool. Love that. All right. Well, guys, go, don't forget to check out Winview Games. Check out their Thursday night matchups against the Browns and the Broncos. Winview.tv slash doc. They will match up to $100 when your first deposit. That is a fantastic matchup. Please go ahead and check them out. Again, that's Winview.tv slash doc. And check us out for all our other content, seasonal and DFS tools, as well as premium access to our staff for all your fantasy sports questions in the members only discord right here at drodo.com. Have a great weekend and I hope you guys all get the win.
Until next time, later, says the Tanner. Bye-bye. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out DrRoto.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.